Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Gastroenteritis Blues After Dark Edition on a very sad, sad day. My name is Steve Lipman. I'm with Emily Cannell and Dan Valpone. Emily, I ask you to lighten up the mood before we talk about something very sad. How was your bachelorette party? Go for it. Um, it, it was really fun. I don't have any like really hilarious stories to share from it, though. Unfortunately, it was pretty low-key and casual and... And fun for 30-year-old women. It's great. That's great. Welcome home. Thanks. Um, I'm glad it was fun. Dan, how was your uh weekend? This weekend? Um oh, um, what did I do this weekend? Uh oh, this weekend was pretty good. This is a good weekend. Uh, you know, just did the usual stuff, kind of studied and the Eagles won the worst game of football I've ever seen. Love just, it. just an awful game. I can't believe they won. Yeah. Um, but yeah, decent weekend. We've got a winner at quarterback, which is very helpful. Um, Does that even mean though? I don't know. I just love him. <laughs> and I really would like him to be good, but uh, I'm not super hopeful so far. Um, all right. Here's what happened today. And this is the reason we brought you here. And this is the reason we're all going to talk about it and get through it like you get through any national tragedy. Um, today, Woj uh, tweeted, along with Shams, right after that, Sixers officials and Clutch CEO Rich Paul have progressed in talks over recent days on a resolution to bring all-star Ben Simmons back to Philadelphia in the near future. Discussions are ongoing. The plan remains for the Sixers to continue canvassing the league for trades, but the possibility of Simmons reporting to the team has increased in recent days. Uh, the organization's hopes are unchanged. Get Simmons back into Philadelphia, onto the court, and ultimately convince him it's still the place for the long term. Zach Lowe of ESPN uh, responded to this. He said, we'll have more on Simmons tomorrow. Eyeballs emoji. Gen Z, one and the same. And today's news via Woj, of course, does not not necessarily mean Simmons ever plays again for the Sixers. I, I need some help with that one. Uh, time will tell as the situation continues to evolve. Then our guy, Keith Pompey, gets on the scene. He says, uh, basically, Simmons is coming back to Philadelphia 
as in the city limits, but still intends to never play another game for the Sixers. Where do you think uh, he is in the city? He's got to be in Center City, right? Well, listen to this. As expected, Ben Simmons just put his Morristown house on the market. And then, possibly the biggest piece from the whole day, Keith or someone was outside Simmons' house. I mean, I need to know if this is Keith's photo or if somebody sent it to Wait, him. Hang on. I actually think that's the second biggest part of the of the report, though, because what you're else? missing you're missing the report of all the renovations that have been made. Oh my god! Year. Yes, so there was good. A, there was a, they like gutted the floorboards and they. I mean, it was just like so intricate, you know. And um, I tried to find the listing. I couldn't find it online. Uh, yeah, I don't because you're interested in buying, which you mentioned last week, and it's like mm-hmm. this could be a perfect thing. Um, and then during the game, you know, we're recording this as the, uh, game is winding down between the Sixers and the Nets, but, um, oh, they, it's over. The Sixers won by 11. Um, we'll yeah, talk but it's about not it. over for me because I'm streaming. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I spoiled it. Um, <laughs> we will, uh, we'll talk about the preseason after we get through all of this horse shit. Um, Woj tweeted, uh, about a half hour ago, our time. Sixers all-star Ben Simmons has arrived in Philadelphia and took a COVID-19 test as required by NBA protocol. Sixers are hopeful to start moving toward the next steps of a return with Simmons. Organization wants him back on the court once he clears protocols, but that remains to be seen. This, for me, was just absolutely devastating news. Devastating. All that matters to me is that he never plays for us again, and here he is coming back. I mean, the amount of reports over the last five months that were like, Ben knows all about the fines. He's a rich young man and he's fine with it. Like he'll wait out the whole year if he has to, he'll wait out the four years if he has to, he will absolutely never play for them again. And I am a dummy and I bought it Um, because it's all written out, you know, it's all in the CBA. Like if you miss games, you get fined and this is how much it works. So it was just a complete bluff that Daryl has called and that's why he's the GM. And I understand that there isn't a star on the table right now and it would behoove the Sixers to wait until that happens. But for the love of God, I can't watch him again. So um, Emily, what is your reaction to the news of the day? Well, first I'm just really upset that I was in a great mood. The Baby Sixers were looking great against the Nets. Isaiah Joe and Furkan Korkmaz look like the second coming. And then Woj had to tell me that Ben Simmons is back within my city limits. And it really just brought my mood down. So I don't want him here. He can't play another game here. It would he be just, he can't. It would he be cannot. It would he be, cannot. I'm telling you. I mean, multiple- but I have to say, if he ever does, I need to be there. Yeah, I will, will be there. Oh, I'll no. be there. It would I I won't be now I'm like, or I could sell my tickets and make really good money. But no, I need <laughs> I need to be there. Um, multiple uh fuck Ben Simmons chants that didn't last too long tonight. And it's just like it would be an absolute nightmare, you know, like I just think that the idea that he would come back and be high-fiving everyone. 
and and play and have one of Ben's like annual two week stretches where he's really really good. After um, Joel said he's disrespecting everyone's livelihoods. Exactly, and after Joel <laughs> and after Joel said like you know this complaint of his, we've been building the team around him for years, and like I don't know what the fuck he's worried about. Like the fact that he would just come back and just go out there and play excellent basketball and things would be wonderful and revamp his trade value. Like I get holding it, holding him until, you know, you wait 15 games into the year and see what Portland and Washington are doing. Um, But to think that him on the court in Philadelphia of all places is like a tenable thing, I think is naive. Dan, tell me about your reactions to the news today. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm with you in that um, I just want him out. I, I I can't believe in a team built around him, right? Like, I don't believe in him going into the playoffs. I don't really believe in him as, you know, I certainly don't believe him, I should say, as the second best player on a championship team. I believe in him less as the second best player on a championship team than players who are probably worse than him. Because I know what Joel can do. And I know what we can do if we play Joel's strengths and Ben doesn't do that. So if Ben is here and the full extent of the, if if today you knew nothing about the situation and all you did was read the Woj stuff, that would be discouraging. And, you know, overall, I think it's somewhat discouraging, but, you know, Keith, has been consistently right on a lot of stuff for a long time. And Keith is basically saying that Ben Simmons is saving us from having to watch Ben Simmons. But hang on. Fantastic. So tell me what the benefit is of him coming through. Like, because, because, well, I I of course believe about it. But you, so I mean, basically, right? Like, to me, if, so Keith, Keith basically reported, Keith Pompey, the inquirer, basically reported that Ben coming to Philly doesn't mean that Ben is going to be in uniform on the same. Right. Right. And, and, and Zach Lowe, as I said, seemed to like hint at that being a very real thing as well. But so maybe there's a compromise there that's, all right, Ben, you come around and, you know, you can stop losing all this money. And we'll still like to trade you, but this is our, you know, this is us grasping at some leverage before we do. Um, and we'll let you fake an injury for a week. I don't know. I'm speculating because because there were a lot of, of dots left to be drawn from Keith's report and from what Lowe had, had to say, or dots connected. I guess you don't really draw dots. Nevertheless. Do whatever you want with dots. You, yeah, you could dot whatever, but um, – you know, I, I think that they are both fairly trustworthy. And Woj never said that Ben is going to play. He said he's coming. So, so and Woj during halftime was talking uh, to Doris and Breen and basically said, like, that's to be determined. He's, he's coming back to Philadelphia, but it's to be determined. Yeah, I mean, who knows? They might have this figured out already. But, like, I just wasn't sure what him showing up to the city and not playing would accomplish for him because he wants to stop the fines. So I don't well, know. I think that's what it is. I mean, which is really, I mean, you, you talked, you like briefly mentioned this earlier. It's truly unbelievable that you could go into this, not knowing the consequences, the way he went into it. And I don't even blame him 
well, I don't know the whole situation. Maybe I should blame him. Maybe he gave up really fast. Like he gave up really fast when he went up for that dunk and then passed it to Matisse Thibault in game seven of the Eastern mm. Conference Finals. But it just seems like if you are coming in and, you know, I, I certainly trust like Keith more than I trust Ramona when it comes to Sixers news. But Ramona was saying like a week ago that Ben is ready to sit the whole season. Right. And, and for at the very least, your camp is leaking something like that. Now, maybe Ramona ran with it and it was too soon because clearly that doesn't seem to be true. Um, we've had a lot of reports since from Kyle and now from Keith that like, and just the fact that he showed up that he's not comfortable losing all the money he's losing. But, you know, we have reports. I think it was in Kyle's report where the Ben didn't realize that he wasn't going to be able to basically like recoup this money. I don't understand how you go into this, not knowing it. Like is, did Rich Paul not like explain to him what the situation is? Did he like just brush it off until he actually like missed out on the checks? Like, I don't know what it was, but <clears throat> it, it's kind of unbelievable that you can be leaking that you're ready to miss the whole season. And then after two preseason games, you're on a flight. You know, um, the other person that has been plugged in on this is, is Windhorse, and he's incredibly close with Clutch. And he said that like Simmons intends to never show his face in front of the fans again. Um, so there's certainly merit in what they have to say. Um, I think that either, either it's like fucking amateur hour by Clutch, who like literally did not look into this well enough. Or it was just a complete bluff to try to force Daryl's hand and they picked the wrong guy because he wasn't going to do it. Because um, Daryl's weird. Yeah, and he's, he's emotionless. He doesn't... I wouldn't, you know. I wouldn't like try to bluff Daryl because I'd be like, this guy's weird. I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, he's like singing show tunes. Um, the other thing, the other possibility for Ben to come back, like why he would do this, if not play for the Sixers, is that uh, our guy, John Krasinski, had mentioned in his uh, articles that um, one accelerant for a player who's holding out is to show up and to make things even more uncomfortable. And, you know, Ben is not going to do the Butler thing, A, because he can't from a basketball level, and B, because his personality is completely dissimilar from Butler. But I do think that him showing up makes things more, and, and continuing all of the trade requests, get me out of here stuff, makes things more uncomfortable in a present tense, you know, feeling. Emily, what do you think is the motivation behind this happening? Uh, of course, it's the fines, but like, do you think he's going to suit up basically, um, provided that he's here in like nine days, which is the, uh, the Sixers opener? No, I don't think he's going to suit up. I think he'll go with the I'm injured course of things. Um, I just don't think that he ever plans from everything that we can glean from Ben Simmons's personality based on how he's handled this. I don't think that he wants to play in front of the Philadelphia fans again. I don't really, it's not going to go well for him. I don't think he wants to be that laughing. I don't know if he'd be a laughing stock, but I don't, he'd be like. I will the Oh yeah. Oh, everyone I mean... will boo him. Like every time he touches the ball, like it's not really a laughing stock, but like, public enemy number one and I don't think he wants to be that person like it will be all over the media and it's only going to be all over the media that 
everyone in that stadium booed Ben Simmons every time he touched the ball. So I think he would fake or have an injury. Um, but I don't really understand. Personally, I don't really understand the motivation outside of Daryl trying to call Clutch's bluff of wanting him to come back because he's not going to ever, he's going to like mess up the chemistry in the locker room. He's not ever going to want to play here. He doesn't want to play here. So like, why do we want him? And like, yeah, you called their bluff. Like you got one over on them, but now he has to be here and no one wants him here. So I don't understand it. But yeah, that's, I mean, part of it is like, I don't know. Like, I agree with you that like, there's some end here that I don't really see, like maybe the tiniest bit of leverage, but for the most part, like, having Ben Simmons basically half-ass his way through the season because he doesn't want to be here and feels like he really doesn't have anything to prove anyway. I don't see how that's better for the short term or the long term than trading him for young guys and picks, which we've seemed to have been offered. All that we've seemed to have gotten out of this is that Daryl gets to say he didn't blink. Like Daryl won. Congrats, Daryl. Like what has that done for us though? Like are we in a better position now? Maybe, but it's too early to say. I do understand from like an asset value standpoint that like you have this guy, Ben, who is holding out and trying to force your hand. um, And you're saying to him like, no, like that's not allowed. You're not going to force us to do this. He has four years left on his contract. And if he comes back and plays basketball, just so that we get through a couple months of the season where Portland could lose eight in a row, then I'd really rather do that than something else. Now, you guys sent me something that it looks like it's going to be funny, so I'm going to open it up. Great. This is Doc Rivers talking after the game. They asked him what the fuck is happening with Ben. He says, I'm going to call Woj and find out what's going on. Uh, Rivers says, it sounds like Simmons will be at practice once he clears COVID protocol, but no additional details. He doesn't know what's going on. He never knows knows what's going on. Classic doc. (laughs) Um, Like, doesn't someone send him an email or, like, brief him before he goes in front of the media? Like, hey, just so you know, like, Woj is reporting this. This is the deal. Like, so you don't look stupid. But he's like, no, I don't know. I'm the coach. I don't know. He does this. He does this every game, though. It's like, is this guy playing, like? Like, who, like, who, I don't know. Like, the fans not, are not, here. Didn't know that. I have no idea. So, so I, I, I tweeted today that I could really use Doc calling Ben a Trump supporter again, just to grease the wheels again, like get this thing chugging along, you know, back in back in the direction I want. Uh, man, you know, so part of what we're doing right now is we're, you know, we're monitoring Twitter to see what Joel says if and when he talks. And, and again, we're going to talk about the team in the preseason and all of that, but this is certainly the news. Um, I don't know how much more. Oh, there's also, you know, Kyle Newbeck with Philly voice. He was basically first to say that like things at clutch are like not good. And like the, the, the realities of these fines and, and withholding his salary is setting in. Um, and within that report, he said that Simmons felt uh, he was upset in some way that he's been judged more harshly than top picks usually do because the Sixers have been good. And that's a shame. And um, poor Ben, what can we say? Um, you know, is Wait, there I anything? I do want to say, though, that like 
the Sixers were pretty bad when Ben, like Ben has been a good player his whole career. Like he came in rookie year and was like basically good, as good as he is now. But the idea that he didn't have any time to get better, like he was hurt for a full season <laughs> and came in shooting less than he did in college. Never learned to shoot. The one thing that ever really the whole, attempt. the whole year, what was he doing? Um, I don't know. You know, we're going to keep monitoring the, uh, the tweets to see what what guys will say i mean basically joel and young guys played today and all the young guys are going to say the party line stuff so it's really just whether or not joel says anything but this is you know not something i was looking forward to something i was definitely afraid of um and i guess we'll just see but um you know just just the vibes around and we can transition into talking about the preseason but like the vibes around the young guys that are playing on the Sixers and like Joel looking the way he looks and just to like add this guy who doesn't want to be on the team would completely put such a damper on on everything and it would you know I don't know it's upsetting um Emily any other thoughts on the Ben thing before we move on no, I just don't want him here. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah, I don't want him here either. And uh, you know, this game is preseason. I- I'm not saying I'm like having big takeaways from it, but it was it was a lot of fun. Like, it was fun having everyone on the court be able to shoot. There, it was a different style of play. Having because Ben was so tethered to Joel last year. The year before, it was so weird because you had Horford out there and Richardson and the yeah. team was a mess. The year before that, I mean, that was you know, the closest we were to a title. And so this is really the first we've gotten to see in a long time with Joel and all shooters out there for like, I mean, there were obviously games where like Ben didn't play. I think there was like a week stretch where he was just not around and whatever, but just like, for this being the first time I've seen Joel in a while, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but like, it's like you almost forget how good he is because you take it for granted. Like he's so amazing. And to watch him with like a line about there that's basically built for, you know, either if you double, we're getting a three. And if you don't double, Joel's going to dominate. If you do double, Joel might dominate anyway. Like that was so much fun to watch. And I'm just, yeah. I want more of it. I don't want less of it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the transition there into preseason. And, and the biggest takeaway, of course, is that Joel looks excellent. You know, like he was just, he only played in one quarter today, probably played like 10 minutes or so um, against the Nets, but he just looks great physically. I think he like looks really in shape and, um, you know, and impressive. And, and what you brought up is true. Like there's just, um, there's just not many times not many minutes throughout his career that he was playing on a court without somebody who's a complete non-shooter. Like Matisse isn't a good shooter currently, but he'll shoot three of them a game, you know? Um, uh, other preseason takeaways, Maxi looks very good. You know, there's the shake Milton thing. The Sixers started shake in the second game uh, of uh, preseason shake who has a sprained ankle right now. Um, Sixers are either banged up or just sort of resting. Um, but Isaiah Joe is like the other giant takeaway that he looks fucking incredible. He's handling the ball. He's um, playing really good defense. He's uh, killing it from three. Emily, what do you think about the Sixers in preseason and, and who has stood out to you? 
Um, with Sixers in preseason, so I didn't get to watch the other games. I only watched this one. Um, but I really think Corkmaz has stood out to me a lot, um, especially tonight, and especially with them being kind of shorthanded. He was just like he made a jump last year, and I think he's made another jump this year. Um, he's just more, he's just been more aggressive, and he drives to the basket, and he's not afraid to drive to the basket, and that's something that we every time I want, I'm like, oh, Ben would have passed that ball, and I do. It just makes me happy because Furcon takes the layup, or Furcon does something, and I know Furcon is not Ben Simmons, but I'm like, at least he does something, and he made that awesome hype video, and he believes his own hype, and I'm into it. It's great. Um, uh, any other, you know, thoughts on the pre? Oh yeah, talk to me about the the shaken and Maxi thing. Like, I think it's pretty clear that Maxi should be the starting point guard. Um, Shake sort of looks at times like he can't do anything good or well, uh, right? Um, and I just would, I just would rather have Maxi now. And tell me if you think there's benefits to this. Like in the second game, Joel and Tobias played, and um, that was what was that? The ring? What just happened? That was scary. That's Luna. Oh my god! People, this is like one of those videos where it's like a car driving down the street, and then the lady pops out at you. She like wow. broke into the door, and I've been petting her, but I guess she had to get something up out of her throat. Wow. <laughs> All right, good. That was scary. I thought it was Dan. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, tell me about the Dan. What do you think about the Shake Milton versus Maxi thing? Are you worried that Shake would start the year as the as the starter, or how do you feel about it? I, just, I don't know. I, I've seen people very upset at Doc because he's, you know, been talking of Shake uh, definitely more so than Maxi. Uh, I, I do prefer Maxie. I think Maxie's a better player, and I Maxie's gotten a lot better, and I expect him to get better more just based on how much we've seen him improve. Um, Shake struggled in the preseason. I'm not going to give up on Shake. I, I do think that – Agree. You know, he's he's been extremely inconsistent, but when we've seen him be good, you know, besides hitting shots, I think he's shown – you know some ability as a passer, um, not, not to the level that maybe you're missing with, uh, with Ben Simmons out. Like, I, I think that ideally, right, like if you're not bringing Ben back, you're trading him for a guy who can you know, run the offense. But Shake gives you like a little bit of that and at his best, maybe more than Maxi does at this point. Um, I would still rather see Maxi start. I just think that Maxi is – he plays fast in a way that like you don't get from a lot of the other guys on the team and and he is a lot more consistent um but i just think it's like neither of them and i hate to say this because i love maxi but neither of them are good enough to be the starting point guard on a team that's doing anything and the fact that we're like i I just can't worry about which one of them it is because neither of them are at the level that it's like oh this could be the guy to like get us there we, we need another piece um we need a return and a trade really like give me brogdon have brogdon do it but yeah i just yeah i prefer maxi but i'm just not gonna get worked up about it emily any thoughts on the shake maxi uh somewhat competition right now um 
Not too much. I think that everything that we've seen from Shake is Shake has kind of just been a a streaky guy. Like he had, goes on these stretches where he's really incredible, and then other times it's kind of like now where he looks like he doesn't really know what he's doing. And Maxi is more of just like a steady improving guy. So I would go with Maxi. I think Maxi has a higher ceiling than Shake. Um, but I agree with Dan that like at this moment, neither of them are starting point guards on a championship winning team but um couple joel quotes uh, he said it's good for the organization that ben plans to report uh reiterates that the sixers are a better team with him than without him he said i'm happy that things have resolved and we can move on and try to be a better team um just absolutely need him to not play again and i wish joel would get angry again and uh <laughs> and say how he feels um this sucks man i can't do it um it's wild that he it seems like he was there tonight like at the wells fargo center no that's what woge said woge said he was at the wells fargo center tonight that's what he said in his report in his own his in his article it said simmons was at the wells fargo center on monday night oh my god he's in line at chicky and pete's unreal i know do you think he's he Shake Shack on the lower level? Do you think he knows Emily's tip about how, like, if you want a beer, you go to the salad bar because it's a shorter line? It's a great tip. We shouldn't even say it publicly because it's yeah, too no. good. That's on me. No, I hey, if, if, if people listen, they should. They deserve to know. They deserve That's the tip. Fair. That's true. Oh, and uh, Mazel Tov to who, uh, whoever won. Dan, you chose a winner for our uh, ticket giveaway from Emily. Yeah, <laughs> our ticket giveaway from mm-hmm. Emily. But it's our gift. It's yeah. our, yeah. So, yeah, we, um, so. I even signed it from us. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so Ashton Wenger went to the game. He, I randomized the people who subscribed and followed the account. And uh, he tweeted us a picture of him at the game. I think he had a night. It was, it was a fun game. So I hope he had a nice time. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, I know he's been, He's been following the account and and I, I believe listening to the pod for a while. So I was, you know, happy to see a familiar face get to go to the game and have a nice time. Good stuff. Um, last thing before we go to break, Kyle just tweeted, uh, in Bede's overarching message, they've avoided quote unquote distraction by remaining focused on the guys who are here and making sure everyone is bought in. Simmons coming back is good for the organization and that they're better with him in the fold. We're going to go throw up. We're going to take a break. Um, and then we're going to come back and talk about marijuana. So listen in. Okay. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. 
And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. We're back. Um... Emily, I don't know if you are even at liberty to say, are you a marijuana person? You, I sound like a cop. Are you, are you into weed? No. No. Daniel? I'm not like against it. I'm just not into it. Got it. Dan? I've actually, I've actually never smoked weed. Neither so have I. I don't, I don't know if I am. Are so people might be, people might be judging me, but that is just my honest answer. I, I, no, I it's okay. Sure. If anybody judges you, I will fist fight them in the street. I would love to see that. Um, as for my weed consumption, people want to know. Um, I'll do it, but I need to stay home. I need to be watching something in sweatpants and not go out. I have friends that can smoke weed and go out and socialize and talk to people. I'm too in my noggin, so I need to stay here. And uh, that's that's why are we talking about weed? I'll tell you. Players, this was from Woj five days ago when things were fine. He said players won't be subject to random tests for marijuana this season. Uh, that's been uh, the memo shared with and obtained. That's been uh, adjusted policy through the Orlando restart and uh, 2021 season. Testing continues for drugs of abuse and performance enhancing substances. This, of course, brings me to ask you, Dan, first, which sixer is most likely to capitalize on the NBA letting its players enjoy marijuana recreationally. What do you think? Mm. And I think we can rule Joel out pretty quick because he has talked a lot about how he, you know, I guess he, maybe he could smoke and not drink, but he's always talked about how he doesn't drink. Mm -hmm. And before, I guess he wouldn't be allowed to say if he smoked because it was against the rules, but I just kind of figure that those go somewhat hand in hand. Like, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, mm, maybe I'm going to say Danny Green. Really? He's just, he's just always saying something funny. I feel like, you know, if, 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 if if comedy has taught me anything, it's that, you know, if you smoke a lot of weed, you tell some good jokes. Emily, who do you think is the six or most likely, this is like the most likely game. Um, the six are most likely to be smoking weed mid season. Hmm. I think I'm going to go B-ball, Paul. Hmm. Turns it over every other second. Unbelievable. Love him, but just throws it right out of bounds. It's great. So fun to watch. (laughs) But uh, yeah, he just seems like he kind of sometimes says like some off the wall things. People really enjoy him. He seems pretty chill. I'll go with B-ball, Paul. I... You know, Grant Riller tore his meniscus, so he could certainly use some downtime. Um, ah, who else? Who else is on the team? Um, not Seth Curry, coach's son, no chance. Um, coach's son-in-law. Um, I would say it's not going to be Tobias. Matisse, no chance. Um Well, Matisse is from like Seattle. I feel like it's like very a thing there. 
I mean, statistically, I would say that, like, I mean, what what percentage of Americans smoke, right? It's, it's probably, probably like every single one it's of pro- them. It's probably like half, right? <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. It's probably not like it's not like it's one guy. It's probably a high number. So, I think we're all right. You're saying we're only allowed one, one right. guy, Dan. It's only allowed to be one guy. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I just feel like we can all share in being correct here. So diplomatic. Um, you know, there were like other Ben reports from the week. There was a Pacers sort of theorized thing that Keith had about uh, Levert and Brogdon, um, and he sort of intimated that that could get it done for the Sixers. I think if the right amount of picks, picks were done, you know, we, I think all three of us would do that today. Um, what else do we have? Shake Milton sprained his ankle, but it sounds like he's going to be okay. He stepped on Andre Drummond's uh, foot, which reminds me when Simmons stepped on Sean Long's foot. Uh, but we can go to this Kyrie Irving uh seems to be pretty hell-bent on not getting vaccinated and now the Nets are like trying to figure out what to do with him like whether to have him as a part-time player or to trade him and and see what you can get um I think that trading for him as a player is a no-brainer if you do a Simmons trade because he's incredible but if he really is never going to get vaccinated and more cities and states are going to mandate the vaccination thing for for large indoor gatherings like i don't or, or he might just retire like I, man i don't i don't know that you can do that even with how desperate we are to get rid of simmons like i just don't know that you know uh mark stein uh uh reported that sixers are currently not interested in that sort of thing um in a Kyrie thing but like emily is it basically a stay away for you in terms of Kyrie, given the state of the vaccine stuff yeah I'm not really interested in Kyrie because of the vaccine stuff, but also even before the pandemic, like he just seems kind of like aloof. And <laughs> a lot of times he has really valid, valid reasons for taking time off, but he's not, doesn't seem like a great communicator and kind of leaves his team in like the lurch and they don't know where he is. And that we have enough stress on our team that we don't need <laughs> like a missing player even if he has a valid reason for not playing like just like a like a text would be cool <laughs> um and the whole vaccine thing i'm i'm very much not into it i'm very much yeah. get your vaccine yeah dan um i know that you would do a Kyrie trade but uh like would you under these circumstances given that he may never get vaccinated <sighs> like you're not going to find me supporting someone not getting vaccinated, but <laughs> it's not about him for me. Like I haven't like, like I could have like, I think, I think it was predictable that he would be anti-vax because he was yeah. like flat earth and like all these like anti-science conspiracies. Like if you're caught off guard by this, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like this is not a surprise, but I want to well to win a title. Yeah. And I want him to be surrounded by players to give him a shot. And as of right now, the two cities being, you know, San Francisco and New York, which are not allowing players who are unvaccinated to play, I believe are still letting visiting players play. They're just not letting home players play. Um, oh, that I don't know. I, Cause that's a big I believe, thing. I believe that is the case. So, I mean, 
and I, I don't know. I mean, it's a hard question because it's, you know, it, it's, it is, basketball is weird in that like, right? Like the Phillies could have, you know, 10 guys out of, you know, 25 unvaccinated. And it's like, I don't know who they are. And if I knew their name, I probably still wouldn't know who they are because it's baseball. And I know like four players on the Phillies. But basketball, it does, you know, if basketball has it's kind of how it is where you only have five guys on the court at a time and you're close up and no one's ever wearing helmets or anything, like it does feel personal. Um, but I just think that like, he's, he's so, he's so much better than Ben. He gives us a shot. Like they could both just not play home games this year. You know, like, <laughs> I think we've said it before on the pod, but like, you know, Kyrie can't play home games because he doesn't have the vaccine. And Ben is just afraid to play in front of us. And that's fine. Like, give me Kyrie. He's better. And, like, he's already won the title. So it's not like he's, like, playing first or first one here. But, like, I just – I want Joel to be put in position to win. He deserves it. And, like, do I want that more than, like, I want people to be vaccinated? No. <laughs> but I can't – like, it doesn't change – It like, just looking at it from the perspective of, like – of, like – how does it help things like Kyrie is not going to be vaccinated either way. Like he's going to keep saying nonsense either way. So like, might as well have the Sixers win a title. Might as well have Joel Embiid just like smiling super wide and holding up the Larry O'Brien trophy on the podium. That's all I want. Speaking of Joel, um, he said in his post-game availability, they asked him about whether or not he's talked to Ben. He said, I tried but I was unsuccessful. There's going to be some adjustments, but we're going to be fine. Um, and that is what I will say to myself as I try to sleep tonight. Um, Dan, you sent a thing. Um, the JJ Reddick thing, are you sure that he said that about the Sixers? Uh, you're gonna have to give me some context here. Yeah, here's the quote. Uh, he said, when I was on the team, we tried to get the team to go out together after games, but there was one guy who wouldn't. I won't say who it was, but that didn't help unity. Oh, right. Someone tweeted that. Um, I believe it was. Uh, it sounds like it would have been. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I saw that was on Twitter. It was shared a lot. Um, but, I, you know, basically, I just, I just shared it with you guys. I don't think I retweeted it from our account or anything because – and we don't really know who that's about. The person who who tweeted it was, ba- uh, and you can give them credit when you know in a second because they did tweet it. Um, but they a bunch of they basically were like implying it was about Ben, and then everyone was like, "Oh, like you have no way of knowing this is about Ben," um, which I think is fair. You have no way of knowing it's about Ben. I also think that Ben is like by far the best guess for who it could be for like a lot of reasons. <laughs> Um, yeah. but no, I just, I just shared that with you guys. because I thought it yeah. was kind of funny. I actually hadn't seen that quote before. That's what I'm choosing to believe is that it was about the Sixers and it, that it was about Ben. Well, gang, we're, uh, we'll, we'll see what else happens. Um, I don't know if we have anything else this week. Um, well, listen, uh, I actually want to read something because Emily shared it and I thought it was too funny to not read. So Emily shared this in our, in our Twitter it. DMs here. Um, actually, Emily, why don't you read it? You found it. Whoa. From Lauren Rosen. I did did find it. I dug deep into uh, (laughs) Lauren Rosen's Twitter. Um, 
but no, they, I guess they asked Joel about his partnership with Drummond and he said, he's a great guy. Obviously I always kicked his butt and he knows it too, <laughs> but it's great to be on the same side. He's a smart basketball player. That's good. And he knows yeah. it too. Yeah. The, the, these 15, 14 guys are great. I love them. And like, if the Sixers aren't winning every single game, because they're just minus Ben while they find the right trade. That's fine with me. And let's do it. As long um, as they keep like delighting me with their post-game quotes, like I'll be mm-hmm. fine. As for us here on the guest run to write us blues. Uh, I don't know that we'll do a midweek podcast. Obviously if something else happens. Uh, I don't know. Will. There might, Ben might do something. He might, God. I don't know. Show don't his know. face in the Northeast somewhere. What if he does <laughs> a, news conference does he have to he might have to meet with the media if he's not injured he'll have to meet with the media but do you guys think he has like some like does he have a strategy like all right let's say like i think you know we've we've thought about a lot of situations where like maybe he's just coming back and they have some kind of agreement and he's not going to play but like if he's going to play like does, do you think he cares enough to have some kind of strategy of like having it not be like a hell year or like he just gets booed all the time, or like, do you think basically he's just like showing up and is like, you know what, I'm gonna get booed the whole time, but I'm gonna suck it up because I don't want to lose thirty million dollars. I think that there's a lot of reporting that he really, really directly doesn't want that exact thing. You know, like Windows, right. I think I agree. Like, he has said that like Ben is super not down for that. I, listen, I wouldn't want to do that either. But like, that's common. Like, it's gonna be fucking bad and like bad includes like people crossing the line because that that's really what has been ramping up here like you know they have leaked I hope constantly that happen, me too me like, too it makes everybody look you always hope it doesn't happen but like because no player deserves that to happen but like i just like it it, it it there's so many like legitimate reasons to be frustrated with the player mm-hmm. and like there are so many ways to fairly express that that don't cross the line and i really hope that everyone can behave themselves at the game because um i think ben deserves to hear booze i don't you are I, entitled i, I honestly feel like he's on the fan base. yes right I, I i feel like he deserves to hear booze but he doesn't deserve to have things thrown at him or derogatory things said to him no. and i no. i really hope that if it comes to that then i i mean that would just be pathetic and it, it, i mean it it'll happen. it'll become a big conversation about the philadelphia fan and, and about these incidents that you know you, you will be signing up for if you do something like that and it will just like completely lose the plot of like why as a sports fan you would boo this guy well and um, and and just besides that like no one deserves to have no, like, yes oh yes yeah. like this happen and like i i i like when i hear like Oh, Ben doesn't want to play in the front in front of the fans. I'm like, well, I'm gonna boo him. So like if he doesn't want that, then sure. But like, but like for people who are ready to do something that's just inappropriate, there's it 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 can't happen. I I really hope it doesn't. Yes, agree. Um Emily Pop Quiz, what's happening this weekend on the Gastroenteritis Blues? What's happening this weekend? Mm-hmm. Um do we do our most handsome rankings? You're goddamn weekend. right we do. Yes. This weekend's podcast, which means that we need to start compiling them this week because Emily does whatever magic she does to find the compilation winners. 
Mm -hmm. um, again, Ben is disqualified. Oh, this. I was going to say, is he yeah, still yeah, disqualified? Yeah, no, 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 no. Disqualified, sorry. Disqualified. I put that in my piece. Uh, spoiler alert for when we do our draft. I wrote it to Dan and I was like, I have the Homer team because I have the most players for the Sixers. And Jackson has some, but he has been and he doesn't count. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that'll be most handsome ranking. And then uh, after that, it'll be the, the uh, season opener uh, that Wednesday and we'll podcast after that. So that's where we're at. Um, today was a tough day, but as Joel says, uh, everything's going to be okay. Um, any more, any more thoughts from either of you guys? No, it's my bad time. Bedtime. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, subscribe to the gastroenteritis blues podcast feed, throw us a rating, uh, follow Dan on Twitter at gastro blues pod. Emily, third and girl, Steve J. Littman. That's it. Um, thank you guys for listening. We love you. Be safe. Be great. Goodbye, both of you. Oh, yeah, baby. I love you.